Pastor Carl to the stage this morning. Amen. Build a great church and can't turn a mic on. Okay. You can be seated and uh, God bless you and Pastor Gary and Kim. Yeah, we go way back. And um, Pastor Jordan this morning said, told me how old you were. And I'm like, dear Lord, he, he's younger than I am. Um, and we do go way, way back. I don't know what to say after that introduction. I'm going to have to change my resume and improve it. Uh, but anyway, it is a joy to be here this morning with you. Uh, I tell people when they ask me and we get an intimate conversation about uh, the church in Orlando, I tell them, I said, well, I know that God used me to do this mainly for one reason, to show everybody that anybody can do this. So, um, because it's Orlando and people need Jesus everywhere and, um, God has been so good to you and this church and given you great leadership. And so, Pastor, thank you for the opportunity to come and share this pulpit. And Pastor Jordan, thank you so much. And the whole team um, have already been so gracious in their uh, oh, hospitality. Anyway... After 35 years as senior pastor and um, 10 and a half years as the youth pastor, uh, my wife and I transitioned. We didn't retire, but we transitioned last January and handed the reins over to our youth. Well, he was our youth pastor, then he became our executive, been there 25 years. The church is doing fabulous. Um, you know, you, it's been said you want it to do good when the next guy comes, just not too good. But, uh, but anyway, it's doing too good, all right? It's just doing wonderful, and I'm thankful for it. Praise God for every soul that comes to know Jesus Christ. And we're there uh, usually on Sundays and Wednesdays if we're not traveling. So they call me now the global pastor. I don't really know what that means, but uh, I tell people I'm the global pastor, and um, because of some physical things that I was facing, I didn't get to go very far for the first few months, and someone asked me, they said, well, where have you been? And I said, well, we've been to up into Sanford, and we've been to Okoye, which is in West Orlando, and and eventually we made it to Michigan, and now we're in Jacksonville, and uh, we're just excited to be here. Uh, I'm going to speak on one of my favorite subjects today. It's uh, Pentecost. It's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You're in a Pentecostal church, a Spirit-filled church. Um, the last time I was here, you, you let me speak on a, my... Uh, favorite subject also, missions, and uh, just a, 
A few months ago, we surpassed or went past the milestone of supporting a thousand missionaries. And uh, as a result, I mean, we don't support them all, maybe a large amount of money, but uh, uh, I think that even if we give them a little bit, it helps them get along down the road. So anyway, I got to speak on missions before. I get to speak on another favorite subject this morning, uh, Pentecost. I went into the green room. They were serving me in there. I stepped into the restroom uh, or the bathroom, and I was looking at some of the items they had in there, and, and um, I looked at one, and it said, Wrinkle Releaser. And my first thought was, you know, I was looking in the mirror. I'm like, wrinkle, releaser. I've never seen one of these. I, and I literally was thinking for my face. And then I guess, I, I guess it's for the clothes, right? But anyway, um, you may want to ask them to try it out if you've got some wrinkles, all right? Wrinkle, releaser. Check it out in the green room, all right? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy and your spirit. Thank you for every person that's sitting in this room today. Bless them. Touch them. Quicken their spirit. Give them a hunger for the Holy Spirit and the fullness thereof in their lives. I thank you that every person here is ordained to be here. Thank you, Lord God that you have something special to say to every one of us. And we give you praise for what you're going to do. Thank you for baptizing people in the Holy Spirit. Thank you for helping them, oh Lord God, though they may not understand everything about it, God, to just open up and get hungry for what you have for their lives. And we give you praise for that in Jesus' name. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture today, but let me ask you first of all, uh, how many of you are ready to receive whatever God has for you? You're ready to receive whatever God has for you. Now, being in this thing a long, long time, I know that one of the main hindrances to people being baptized in the Holy Spirit is the fact that People, the average person coming into a church like this doesn't understand the heavenly language that we get to speak, or the Bible refers to it as speaking in tongues. And I've had people say, well, why do people need to do that? Uh, why, why is that? And uh, is it for everyone? And they question it, and they, they don't understand it. And a lot of times, they out of hand dismiss it. My wife was a typical college girl many years ago. Um, she had a boyfriend. He took her to a family gathering. She walked in the house, and his sister took her to the other room, talking to her, led her to the Lord. And you know what she told my wife? She said, you, you need to stay away from anyone that speaks in tongues. Stay away from them. So what did she do? She married one, all right, a preacher that uh, believes that 
and uh, before we got married, um, she got baptized in the Holy Sp Spirit and spoke in a heavenly language, spoke in tongues also. Well, Jesus is going to baptize in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in a heavenly language in tongues right here today at the end of this service because God is going to put within you a desire for everything he has for you. And according to the word, this is his plan for every person in this room. All right. So uh, maybe to help explain it to you a little bit better, we're going to bring up this morning some wonderful people from your church. And so uh, guys and ladies, whoever you are, can come right on up and join me on this platform. And I've asked them to do something today I believe will help you to uh, understand speaking in tongues better. So come right over and uh, first of all, uh, take your Bible, read the scripture that, uh, read a scripture that we gave you, and um, then I'm going to make some comments on it. అందరూ పరిశుద్ధాత్మతో నిండిన వారై ఆ ఆత్మ వారికి వాక్శక్తి అనుగ్రహించుకోలది అన్య భాషల్లో మాట్లాడసాగరి what he just read, but actually he read right out of the Word of God, and what language was that? Telugu. And it's, you're from where? India. All right. Here is a beautiful language that he knows and just read to you. You didn't understand it, but none of us in this room, just because we don't understand it, none of us would say, that's not real. Nobody in here would dismiss that language because it is real. How many of you know it's real? It's a real language, and you just heard it, and it's a beautiful language. Well, we're going to go to this second young lady and let her read. Um, this is in Acts 2-4, and it's in Filipino. At silang lahat ay napuspos ng banal na espiritu at nagsimulang magsalita sa ibang mga wika ayon sa ibinigay ng Espiritu sa kanila sa kanilang sasabihin. All right. Anybody in here understand that language? All right. Maybe a hand or two. Okay, going up there. I'm assuming maybe it's somebody from the Philippines. All right. So anyway, thank you so much. Now, you, you, you accepted that language the same way as you accepted the language before from India that you heard. You didn't dismiss it. You didn't put it down. You're like, that shouldn't even be a language. No, that is a beautiful language you just read. So since we know what you guys are reading, don't tell me the language yet until you read it. Ndien edisana spirit ojo okpukuru mokirem moyin wetongon disem sion siusem nte spirit onodem mo ukemenditeng All right here is a beautiful language also almost sounds like you're speaking in tongues and so what language is that We call it ibibio 
in Nigeria, part of Nigeria in Africa. Okay, thank you, sir. So here's another language, a language from N Nigeria, you said, that is spoken there by many people that understand it. And so no, I'm not going to dismiss that. Of course, I honor that language. I honor the people who speak it. And I, even though I don't understand it, nor do I understand the language that others have spoken, it is acknowledged in all of us as a valid language. And last but not least. Entonces, cada uno de los presentes quedó lleno del Espíritu Santo y empezó a hablar en idiomas que no conocía, pero que el Espíritu Santo le permitía hablar. Now, how many of you understood that? I better see some hands here going up. All right. I knew that because it is what language? Spanish. All right. It's the language, the Spanish language that hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of people speak. Well, let's give these folks a good hand as they return to their seat. I want you to understand by us doing that, that... This incredible different four languages are spoken by people and they understand it. Now, these are learned languages, but the language of the Spirit of God that he gives us is not a learned language. And maybe that's where a lot of people get tripped up. It's not learned, but it is given to us. It is a heavenly language and it is more real than even the languages you heard spoken here today. And uh, a lady, I did this one time in our church years ago, and she said, finally, it clicked with me and just seemed to open her heart uh, to what God wanted to do in her. Well, in Acts chapter 1, uh, Jesus tells his disciples what to do. He says, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And then in verse 8 of Acts 1, but you shall receive power. How many of you believe you could use a little more power from God in your life? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and in Jacksonville and into the ends of the earth. That is the power of the Holy Spirit operating in our lives. 120 that heard that message uh, followed through, obeyed the 11 disciples minus Judas, Mary, the mother of Jesus spoke in tongues uh, as the Spirit gave her the, uh, the uh, language of the Spirit. And so this whole 120 were there. They were all baptized in the Holy Spirit. This happened, of course, in Acts chapter 2. And then let's go to the second account uh, of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to run through them quickly um, but there's five different accounts in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 8, 9, and 10, and Acts chapter 19. And they're all a little bit different, but the end result is they were all baptized in the Holy Spirit, as Jesus told us to be. 
and they spoke in tongues. They spoke in that heavenly language. So number two, the revival in Samaria. In Acts chapter 8, verse 12, it says, But when they believed Philip, he went there and preached and Samaria to these people were, who were part Jewish and part something else, all right? Uh, they were looked down upon by the true-blooded or full-blooded Jews. And it says, Philip went there and preached the things concerning the kingdom of God. And the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. They were baptized in water. So Philip preached at a revival. He preached. They got baptized, saved, and then they were baptized in water. And then in Acts 8, verse 14, it says, Now when the apostle from Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them. And oh, I like this, verse 17. Here comes Peter and John. They come to Samaria, and they lay their hands on those that were saved and baptized in water. Uh, they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Well, they had already gotten saved, but now, subsequent to salvation, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and it is for everyone. And then there's the third account. Ah, here's Saul, who got his name changed to Paul. And in Acts chapter 9, it says, So the Lord said to him, Arise, go to the street. He's talking to Ananias. Go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying. Oh, God got a hold of his heart. Let me tell you, how many of you have ever had God get a hold of your heart, get a hold of your life, and uh, God got a hold of his life? He was killing Christians, throwing them in jail, and uh, now uh, he's praying. And so God cares for him, sends somebody to him. Ananias, uh, in verse 17, comes to Saul, and look what he says. He, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you come, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately, verse 18, uh, there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight, and he arose and was baptized. He got baptized in water. Uh, he got healed. He spoke in tongues. How do we know? Over in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul says, I speak in tongues more than you all. You all is a good southern word. Paul was a southerner, right? No, I'm kidding. That was a translation issue, but I like that. I speak in tongues more than all of you. And he was saying, I pray in tongues all the time. It's, uh, it's something that for almost uh, uh, 40 years, our staff has met and in the mornings would pray for 30 minutes or so. 
most of that time, I would pray in the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit praying through you a perfect prayer. You may not even know who you're praying for, but the Holy Spirit knows how to pray through you a perfect prayer. That's just one of the many, many benefits of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And then, I know I'm going quickly, but bear with me, all right? We come to the fourth account. It happened about 10 years after Acts chapter 2 and verse 4. The first Gentile, full-blooded Gentile, is one to Christ, at least recorded in God's Word. And in Acts 10, this is my favorite all-time story about people receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So let's look at it. Acts 10, uh, verse 44. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. Let me give you a little bit of back history now. Um, Cornelius was a Roman officer, um, and Cornelius was a man of prayer. And he was a man that gave. He wasn't even a born-again believer. But he prayed and he gave. He was a giver and a prayer even before he got saved. My goodness. And God took notice of it. Let me tell you. When you are a giver and a prayer, God takes notice of it, all right? So always be a prayer and, all, and pray and always give because God takes notice of it. And God did with him and sent an angel and said, go and call for Peter. Peter gets a vision from God, didn't want to come to a Gentile's home, but he came. And can you imagine the excitement? Here is Cornelius. He told his family, I've seen an angel, a vision of an angel who said to call for this guy. He's going to come and tell us about God. And his whole family was in the house when Peter got there and his uh, companions. And uh, his family was in the house. Uh, other soldiers had heard about it. And they were in the house. I don't know how many people were there. But I'm sure the house was full, packed out. Peter comes in. He didn't even want to be there. And he tells them so. And he says, the only reason I'm here is because, because God gave me a vision to come and not call uh, unclean what God has cleansed, cleansed. And so he walks in and he begins to preach about Jesus. And something happened. It's never happened to me. Maybe it's happened to you, Pastor. But here is uh, Peter preaching. And all of a sudden, do you know what happened? People all in that room began to speak in tongues. Can you believe it? They began just to speak in tongues. They got saved and baptized in the Holy Spirit just like that. They were so full of anticipation. They were so full, ready to receive from God after what had happened to Cornelius that when they heard what Peter said about Jesus and him dying for their sins, they were just all in and were baptized and they were speaking in tongues. Peter had to stop his sermon 
Peter was blown away. Let me tell you, he was absolutely blown away. And he says, can, we, can anyone hinder these? Can anyone hinder these that have received just like us from being baptized in water? So they got saved, baptized in the Holy Spirit, spoke in tongues, and then were baptized in water. I was so glad when I heard that uh, Pastor Jordan say, you guys were baptizing tonight because typically in the New Testament, uh, most of them were baptized on the same day. So I challenge you. Uh, it's at 1045, right? Uh, I challenge you, if you've never been baptized in water, do it as quickly as possible. Next service, all right? Uh, you can get baptized in the Holy Spirit at this altar and baptized in water in the next service, uh, just like what happened here in Acts chapter 10. Wow. What an exciting place to be. Wow. Now, let me tell you about a... Well, let me quickly, in Acts chapter 19, there were some disciples of John the Baptist. And they hadn't even gotten born again. And the same thing happened to them. They got saved and they began to speak in tongues when Paul laid his hands on them. And so there's Acts chapter 2, Acts 8, 9, and 10, and Acts chapter 19. Five different places where people were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you a story. It's not usually told in relationship to uh, this subject, but I'm going to share it with you. It's a story in the Old Testament of a commander of Syrian forces. He is a great man, a, a commander, and um, he had all these, he was over all the forces of Syria. And it so happened that at some point he became a leper. Now, leprosy was a horrible thing. And in Israel, they would have to just leave their family totally, separate themselves from society, and be off to the side. We saw that when Jesus came and walked among us. And so here he is, a man of leprosy. I don't know how it was affecting his family and, and uh, all the others. People typically didn't want to be around a leper, but the king left him uh, as commander, even though he was a leper. There was a girl in his house from Israel. She was a slave that had been taken there, and this girl obviously cared about these people, and she told Naaman's wife that there's a prophet in Israel that will, he will be healed if he will go there and do what he says. Naaman, so desperate, takes some of his men and servants and he goes to Israel. And he brings gold and silver and all kind of valuables. He's so desperate to be healed. And he gets there, and I won't go into all this story, but suffice it to say, he expects the way it's going to happen. Some of you a lot of times, have, we all do it to some extent, have expectations about how God is going to do something. And his expectations were he would come up to the prophet's house, the prophet would come out and give due diligence to him and take his gifts and tell him to do some lofty thing or speak healing over his life. That's what he imagined. 
But the prophet didn't even come out. The prophet said to somebody else, go tell him to dip in the Jordan River seven times. Now, when the commander heard this, he was furious. And he was like, the guy didn't even come out to acknowledge me. What is this? Go dip seven times in the Jordan River. That's a muddy river. There are clean, crystal clear rivers back in my country, Syria. I will, I'll dip in those. But, and he leaves. He's about to walk away from a miracle. Just like many times people walk away from a miracle. But today, you're not going to walk away from a miracle. You're going to walk into a miracle. And Naaman took his horse and his soldiers and began to go back home. A servant came to him and said, Master, if he had asked you to do some lofty thing, you would have done it. And he convinced him to go back. And do something he really didn't understand, hadn't expected it. And he went back to the Jordan River. And he goes out into that Jordan, into those muddy waters. And he dips. And he comes up. And I don't know what he was thinking, but maybe he was thinking, I'm going to kill that prophet if this doesn't work. Two. I don't know what he's thinking, but maybe he's getting a little embarrassed. Three. Maybe he's saying, four, this is crazy. Five. I think maybe all kinds of things were going through his mind. Six. He's only got one more dip. He could have walked away. He could have said, I don't even see anything happening. Seven. And he looks down. And his skin is like the skin of a child. His body is totally, completely healed. <clears throat> and that man stands there. There is a God in Israel. That man stands there and is all of a sudden changed. He is overwhelmed at what God has done. He's overwhelmed. He didn't expect it this way. He didn't really want to do it this way. But he decided he would obey God. And as a result... God did a miracle in his life that changed his life forever. There was restoration in his family. There was societal acknowledgement and embracing. I'm sure that servant stood there seeing that miracle, all the men that were with him. Men are many times the ones that struggle with the mind to comprehend what God can do. And he stands there, and all those men are in shock and amazement. And they, too, are impacted. 
to acknowledge there's a God. In Israel, we've never seen anything like this before. Maybe you're like Naaman. God has a miracle for you. The baptism in the Holy Spirit, the speaking in tongues, and you don't understand it. But God said, ask, receive, believe, ask. All those 120 in the upper room, they didn't know what to expect either. But all of a sudden, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit and began to speak in a heavenly language. At the age of 19 years of age, I got saved. I didn't know what. It was like I'd heard about it all my life, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I thought, listen to what I thought. I thought that the Holy Spirit would come on me. I would go like in a, a comatose state or something, and God would just take over my body and move my lips, and, and I would speak in tongues. That's, I thought that's what happened to people. That's not what happened to me or to anybody I know. When I received, I walked to the altar, and I wasn't even praying about that. But someone turned around and said, can I pray with you about something? And all of a sudden, it dropped in my heart. Yes, I need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I need to be filled with the Spirit. They didn't even lay hands on me. And in a moment, at the age of 19, I... I we owned a big farm. I, I drove combines. I thought I was a man already. And in a few minutes, I began to speak what sounded like baby talk. And I was sitting on, a country, on the floor in a little country church. And as I'd spoken this like baby talk, my mind was saying, Carl, Carl, stop this. This is crazy. My spirit was soaring. My spirit, I couldn't stop. It was so wonderful, heavenly. Today, why should anybody speak in tongues? Well, it's power to witness, power to live a holy life, power to pray supernaturally. It builds us up, the Bible says in Jude and 1 Corinthians 14, 4. Now, let me stop right there and give you some instruction because I believe this is important. How do we receive? Number one, ask. Luke eleven thirteen. Two, believe. In a moment, I'm going to have you come and stand here across this front. Husbands and wives, a lot of times, I mean, it's up to you, but a lot of times it's yeah, people are more receptive when they're not concerned about the other and what's happening. Now, if you speak in another language, especially you four, you know, if you speak in another language, I'm, I'm kidding, but if you speak in another language, you cannot speak in another language and speak in tongues at the same time, all right? Uh, it is the spirit that gives the utterance. I had to, years ago, I had to straighten out some, some people. They were saying, uh, follow me, do what I, say what I say. No, you're not the one that gives the utterance. It's the Holy Spirit that gives the utterance. And, and uh, don't focus. Now, this is so important. Don't focus on what the language sounds like. Don't focus on learning a new language. 
uh, can seem unfamiliar, and, uh, but you're not learning this. The Holy Spirit is giving it to you. So right now, I'd like to ask everyone in the building just to bow your heads with us, please. And I'm going to ask you a question. You're a believer, and maybe you're like Naaman. You're expecting things a certain way, but all of a sudden, you've gotten a hunger this morning. The Holy Spirit has moved on your heart. You've gotten a hunger for what God has for you. Like Naaman, you've got a choice. You can go home, that's where he was headed, or you can do what God says. On a Sunday morning, how wonderful. So across the building, let me ask, if you're here, you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, you've never spoken in that heavenly language, speak, speaking in tongues, you've never experienced that, let me see your hand right now. My heads are bowed, just lift your hand up high. Across this room, several. Yes, raise your hand. Don't, don't put it off any longer just because today is your day. Today. Don't do like Naaman and say, well, I'll go home some other day. No, the miracle is for today. I mean, you're here. Anyone else? Lift your hand. Anyone else? Now, let me ask another question because I know this happens. You've been, you're a believer. You've been baptized in the Holy Spirit but you haven't spoken in a heavenly language in a long, long, long time. You need to be refilled with the Holy Spirit. Can I see your hand? Lift it up, just lift it up high. There's several in this room. You need to lift your hand right now. You, you need to be refilled with the Holy Spirit. Now, those of you on the altar team, just let me give you instruction this morning. I'll call you forward when I, when, in just a few moments, but just wait. So would you stand with us, everyone, all over the building? And we're going to do, we're going to do what Naaman did. Though we may not understand, we're going to turn around. We're going to say, God, I'm going to, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to do what your word says. I'm going to listen, receive, and obey. So I want to ask, cross this building, there was some of you that raised your hands, others that didn't, but you need to come. So would you just step out right now? I want to ask you to come and just stand single file across this front. Just come, and wherever you are, just come and stand single file across this front. And uh, then we're going to tell you, we're going to pray, and then the altar team is going to come. So others of you, others of you, why don't you come? See, the Holy Spirit's pressing on your heart right now, isn't he? He's pressing on your heart to come. There was a man at a church not long ago that he came to the altar. And he said, later, he said, for 40 years I've been saved. And now I get baptized in the Holy Spirit after 40 years. Oh, my goodness. Thank God he did, but uh, he should have 40 years ago. So why don't you come single file right up here to the front where uh, we can be together. And then we're going to have people in a few minutes come and pray. But uh, why don't you slip right over here. There's some others that are thinking about it, talking about it, uh, contemplating it. Why don't you come right now? All right. The Holy Spirit is still moving on you to respond. Anybody else? 
Oh, you need to, you need to get in on that. You need to be like Naaman. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Now, there is a, there's a time to speak in tongues in public when there's a public utterance and also when people are receiving. So there are people that are going to be receiving this morning and uh, baptized in the Spirit. So here's what we're going to do. Look at me, all of you at this front. You're going to receive. Right after we pray, you can begin to speak in a heavenly language. Now listen, it... For me, when I received it, it sounded like baby talk. It was like syllables. It, it didn't make any sense to my mind, but my spirit was soaring. And uh, later, I mean, more and more of the language of the spirit came to me, but uh, and the same will happen to you. So I'm gonna, we're going to pray together, and I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Why don't we do that? I'm going to lead you in a prayer, and altar team, if you want to come and stand behind them, but don't lay hands on them yet, all right? Just come and stand behind them, but don't lay hands yet. Um, we're going to pray first, and after this prayer, we say amen. Then you can begin to lay hands and pray in the Holy Spirit. Uh, let just encourage them. It's not about us, but encourage them to uh, receive, not care what it sounds like. Lift your hands and listen. I've discovered this too. You can't speak in any language without opening your mouth, all right? So you got to open your mouth. So many times I pray for people and they got their mouth closed and I'm like, you got to open your mouth to speak uh, that what God gives you. So right now, uh, bow your head with us and and we're going to pray. Lead, I'm going to lead you in prayer. Dear Jesus, just speak it out. Dear Jesus, I ask for your forgiveness of all my sins. Thank you for your cleansing work. Now, according to your word, I ask you to baptize me in the Holy Spirit. I open my heart and I receive today. I am hungry for everything you have for me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen, amen. Open your mouth and just, you can begin right now. Yes, why don't you just lift your hands to heaven? Lift your hands, open your mouth. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. And whatever you speak is the language of the Holy Spirit. So just open up. Congregation, would you slip your hand in this direction? I'm assuming you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit already. So lift your hand in this direction. Begin to pray for them, for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, just like in Acts chapter 2. Father, in Jesus' name. Yes. Those of you, even in this auditorium, maybe you didn't come forward, but you can receive right where you are. 
Karaboti Murato Mai Kahato Ileheto Shando Prite Ileko Horisipito Madamando Badavaria Tobe Ilemohorito Mehesito Bakita Oria Yes, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Yes, just open up and begin to praise him in that language of the Spirit. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. When you open your mouth and speak, it's that language of the Spirit. It's just there by God's help and grace. Ile nombri tohomata, ile mundo bria tobia kishi kobia tobaravate balavante. Yes, yes, all over this place, God. All over this place, God. Fill us, fill us all anew with your spirit. Fill us all anew with your spirit. Fill me anew with your spirit, oh God. Fill us anew with your spirit. God Almighty Lord, yes, it's the language of the Spirit. That language that just like that language from India, just like that language from the Philippines and Nigeria and in uh, Spanish is real. It's real. It's of God. Oh, yes, in Jesus' name. Altar team, you can lay hands on them. You can encourage them. All uh, pastors. Uh, yes, yes, yes. God Almighty. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Don't miss this miracle. Don't miss this miracle, guys. Don't miss it. Open up and receive that miracle that God has for you. You can begin to speak right now by faith. Just open your mouth and begin to receive by faith in Jesus' name. My God and my Lord, in the name of Jesus. Yes, in Jesus' name. Oh, God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.